Thank God. Let's look at Joshua 1, verse 1, tonight. I'm not done with our healing series, but I just had this on my heart. Talk about tonight. Joshua 1, verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, the river, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that was written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to talk to you this evening about strength in adversity. Strength in adversity. This passage, I'm going to read some of it again, is talking about Joshua... You notice it starts out, the Lord comes to him, look at verse 2, and says this. You know, Moses, one of the greatest leaders that ever lived, Moses, my servant, is dead. He said, it's done. Now, therefore, arise and go this Jordan, you and all his people. He's saying, you, you're now the leader, and you go in. And so then he's saying, you're going to take this land. But at this point, the land is inhabited. The land is not taken. In other words, God said he's given them this land. Verse 3 says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. (laughs) He said, I have given you, as I said to Moses. And then he describes the land. And then he says, uh, the end of verse 4, that shall be your territory. Can you put up that? So he said, I've given it to you. And he says, this will be your your territory. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Then he says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. And then he says, only be strong and very courageous. So he said, I've given you the land. 
You have to go take it, and it's going to be your inheritance. And then he says, be strong. (laughs) In other words, I've given it to you. You're going to have it. But, oh, you still have to do something. You actually have to take it. And he's telling them to be strong in the midst of him. They're going to, if you, if you read through these books, you're going to see they had war. They had to do what God told them. I've already given it to you. It's already yours, yet they had adversity. And that did not mean they were going to be defeated. That did not mean God lied. Did not mean he left them. In fact, he says... I won't leave you nor forsake you. But he says this multiple times. You be strong and courageous. What? In the midst of the battle. In the midst of when you're being pressed on. Let's read verse 6. It says, well, read verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. When? In the battle you're about to fight. The land that I've already given you. Well, if you already given it to us, why don't we just like drop it and take it? He had promised it to them. He said he's going to not leave them nor forsake them. Then now they had to do something. They had to trust him and just walk in what God had already given them. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous in the fight, in the battle, in the taking of the land, that you may observe to do according to the law, all, all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the, to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. He's saying you look at the word, you keep the word before you, you do what I told you to do, and then you're going to be successful. Verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Which would include the battles they're about to take, they're about to partake in and fight. He's going to fight these people that God said have to go. But he told him three times, you be strong and courageous. Don't be dismayed, then he said. Don't be afraid. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I am with you. So in the midst of a challenge, that's when you're going to have to be strong. That's when you're going to have to be courageous. That's when you're going to have to have strength, which is going to come from trusting God. You trust him. and See, they, they were told, you're going to take the land. It's, in fact, he said, I have given it to you. You will see this throughout the word. God said, I have made you. He told Abraham, I've made you a father of many nations before he had a child. Here he's saying, I've given the land to you. It's already been promised. I've given it to you. But God calls those things that be not as though they were. So what do we need to do? Walk in what 
He said, trust him, which means you're going to strengthen yourself in him and in his word in the midst of when you're being pressed. In the midst of when you're being pressed is when the devil, the enemy, Satan, will tell you, you don't have it. And it's never going to happen. When you're getting pushed physically, or you're getting pushed financially, or you're getting pushed in the plan of God for your life. There's going to be pressure on this earth. Jesus said there would be pressure. Here, God is telling Joshua, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to take it, but I've given it to you. Be strong in the midst of that, and you will prevail. And so when the pressure is on, and it will come to every person in this earth, you will face pressure because we have an enemy that's going to try to get you to release what God has given you. What he want, Satan will try to get you to agree with him and say, oh, I guess it's not for me. Oh, I guess that really wasn't God. Oh, I just don't know how. And try, and try to get you to let go. That's what he'll try to do. So there's going to be pressure. It's not God pressuring you. God has given us the victory. God has promised us. All the things in his word are true, but there is an enemy that's going to try to get you to let go. And to side with him and say, oh, I guess not for me, even though it is for us. Even though if God has promised us, that us, then we need to trust in him and be strengthened in the midst of the fight. Look at 2 Timothy 4 verse 9. Second Timothy 4 verse 9. It says, be diligent to come... To me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. So look what it said up until this point. Verse 10, he's saying, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And these other people left. And then he says in verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. And then verse 16, It says, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. All forsook me, may it not be charged against them. Verse 17, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. But the Lord stood with me and he strengthened me. Even though people were abandoning him, even though he didn't have support, even though it looked like He was losing. He said, the Lord stood by me and he strengthened me. The Lord will always strengthen you if you look to him. He he always has strength for the situation, more than enough for the situation. But we, it's just like what he told Joshua, you need to be strong and courageous. You need to look to him. You, You can say, we'll get to this. You may say, I can't do it in and of myself. I'm not able. 
God didn't ask you to do it in in and of yourself. He didn't ask you to be strong in you. He said to be strong in him. See, the task is too big for you. To walk through, just like Paul, you know, we'll read some other scriptures. Whatever God has given to you, you are going to have to depend on him. Jesus himself said, I can do nothing. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. If Jesus had to rely on God, we have to rely on God. Jesus went to the cross so that we could be children of God and have everything we need to conquer in this life. The world system does not dominate the Christian. We're redeemed out of the world system, but we have to deal with the world system and we have to take our authority over the world system and the kingdom of darkness or otherwise it will dominate us. And so when you feel that pressure, we need to push back and be strong. Paul here says, The Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me. What's he saying? So that I can do what I'm called to do. Every one of us is called to do something. All in different vocations. But you're going to be challenged in what you're called to do. And you need to have strength in the middle of adversity to keep going. Not only keep going, triumph. Dominate. Through God, through His Spirit. He says that, all the, that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. See, he knew what he was called to do. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Verse 18, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for His, preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. He's saying... Anything that's pushing against me, the Lord's going to deliver me out of it. I'm going to be able to triumph because he just said earlier, the Lord strengthened me. And so I'm going to be strong for the fight. What are we fighting? We're not fighting the devil. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. What are you fighting? You're fighting to stay in faith. You're fighting to stay hooked up with God. You're fighting to remain strong and courageous and on task. And on what he told you to do. And on what his word has promised you. That's the fight. You don't need to get involved fighting the devil. He's been defeated. But he's going to try to trick you and try to get you out of faith so that you self-defeat. See, you can't, he can't take you in and of yourself. If you're a child of God, he can take you just you. But he can't take you when you're hooked up with God. So what's he got to do? Unhook you from God. Get you to drop the word. Get you to agree with Satan, him. But if he can't do that, so what's your fight? To stay in faith, to stay hooked up with God, and to be strong in the face of adversity. To be strong in the face of pressure. To be strong when you're feeling symptoms. When you're feeling pressure. When you're feeling like God isn't there. Because God's word says he will never leave you, nor forsake you, so you go by what he said. That's our fight. Look at 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. This is, again, the Apostle Paul. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. See, this is, it says clearly, this is a messenger of Satan This is trying to 
take Paul out. It's trying to discourage him. It's trying to get him off track. Lest, because of the revelation God's given him, lest he be exalted, lest people see him, lest people come to the truth. So Satan's trying to hit him. He's trying to buffet him. And he was doing that by people attack, the religious people attacking him. They hounded him everywhere. He went trying to get him to be discouraged, give up, quit, not press on with what God has given him to do. Verse 8, it says, Concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Verse 9, And, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My, my strength, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. Not confessing that we're just weak. Without him, we are. But in him, we're strong. So in your weakness, when you feel like, I can't, I can't keep going. I can't do it. I I don't see how I'm going to, you know, thoughts can bombard your mind. Uh, How how am I going to make it? How am I going to have victory? In the midst of that, you look to God and it says his strength is made perfect. That means complete. That means you will tap into his strength when you're weak and you look to him, you can be strong. So that's appropriating the strength of almighty God in our situation. That's how we do it is we focus on him and and say what he says and agree with him. He says, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities or weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities or weaknesses, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So he's actually saying, I take pleasure when I am in adversity. When I'm getting pushed because I am tapping in to the power and strength of God and I overcome in him. In other words, I let him work through me to win. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of the battle. Notice Paul's not saying... I'm only strong in the sunny day case when there's nothing going on. You know, we just got back from vacation in Pennsylvania, and where we vacation is uh, on an acreage uh, that has 10 cabins on it that were built by a family more than 50 years ago. The man that owned it, you know, built these cabins himself, and now the daughter his daughter runs it, and it's in the middle of Amish country, surrounded by Amish farms. And it's just, you know, it's just a cabin in the middle of, of pasture land. And it's quiet generally. I mean, there's a highway that runs near it, uh, not a full highway, but you hear some trucks going, not a highway, but a road that you hear some trucks go once in a while, and you hear the clip-clop of the, the horses. But generally, it's quiet. But you know what? If that's the only place I can find strength, what am I going to do the rest of the year? I got to have it quiet. It's the only time. It's, you know, when we're in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, that's the only time I can be strong and, oh, everything is quiet. Well, that's only a fraction of time. If that's our strength, if that were my strength, I'm going to be weak a whole lot. And see, that's, that's what sometimes we think. If only I can get away from everything 
then I could be strong. Well, you, we do need to refresh. We do need to get away. That's important. But we also need to be strengthened in the middle of pressure and adversity. We can be. We must. Because we're going to face it. We, we have to be able to be strong. Paul is saying in the middle of these things, when things are pressuring me, when things are pushing me, I take pleasure in it because when I'm weak, I'm strong. See, sometimes what we say is, if everything would just go away, then I could be strong. Notice all the verses that we've read don't have anything to do with that. God did not tell Joshua, man, you're just going into, I'm clearing them out, nobody's there, enjoy. It's just sunny day. Now, he said it's a land flowing with milk and honey. He said this is the promised land, but he had wars to fight. But God told him to be strong. He didn't say, well, you know what? Now it's just peaceful. Now there's nothing going on. See, that's what we, if we think that that's the only time we can be strong is when there's nothing going on, then the, for the majority of our life, we're going to be out of sorts because we're looking for something to get out of the current situation instead of realizing it's in the middle of the situation that God will strengthen us to stand and to believe God now. And that if we, sometimes we just say, oh, if it would just stop, then I'll reset and I'll get to the place where I can deal. That's a trick of the devil. Because instead of fighting, instead of saying, I'm taking it now, he tries to trick you to think you're already defeated and to side in with him and wait for the next round. Do you follow that? See, the fight starts and he'll tell you, oh, I mean, I'm not ready. I got to go back and reset before, you know, let's, okay, I got defeated this time, but I'll get him next time. Instead of standing up and saying, no, no, I'm strong now. And you got to go now. And I'm going to be strong now while the fight's on. Psalm 46, verse one. It says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in what? In trouble. Aren't you glad? He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That means when you're in the middle of it, now he's, your, he's present and he's a help in the middle of the trouble. Aren't you glad that didn't say when it all calms down or maybe next time, then I'm there to help you. Why do you need to help? When there's nothing going on. You know? God's not saying be strong and be courageous. Because everything is peaceful. To be strong and courageous because there's a reason to be in fear. There's a reason if you're looking going by the natural to be dismayed. But he's saying be strong and courageous. And we get duped when we start to say, yeah, but, but I, got, I got to run to find the, you know, I got, I got to get it all quiet first. Well, you, yeah, we need to be quiet in here. And we need to be quiet in the presence of God. But that's not meaning you're going to quiet everything out, out here down. down. Down out here, necessarily. But, but true peace is when we are strong, <laughs> facing adversity. When stuff is going on and we're strong anyway. 
and we strengthen ourselves anyway. Psalm 37, verse... Now let's read the rest of Psalm 46, what I have there. Verse 1, let's read that again and then read a few more verses. Then we'll go to Psalm 37. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, even though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. In other words, there's condition, there's stuff going on, but we won't fear because God's our refuge and strength and he's present in trouble. So he's our strength. Psalm 37, verse 39 says, But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. He's their strength in the time of of trouble. Everybody say, He's my strength. Say, The Lord is my strength in time of trouble. Say, He is my refuge. He is my strength. When I face trouble, in the midst of adversity. So just because there's something going on is not the time to pull away or say, what am I going to do? We know what to do. We run to Him and strengthen ourselves in Him, in God. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Be strong in who? In the Lord. See, no, it doesn't say be strong in yourself. It doesn't say, well, you say, you know, you have a thought, I can't do it. Well, we knew that. Doesn't matter if you can't do it. Doesn't matter if I can't do it. We look to God. It says be strong in the Lord. I know we may know this with our head. It's got to become in Our practice is that, no, if you don't feel strong, that's okay. Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. In other words, he felt weak. No, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Isaiah 40 verse 27 says, or 29. If you go to Isaiah 40 verse... 29. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. I said he gives power to the weak. When you, if you feel weak, just know if you look to him, you can have strength and power. It says to them that have no might, he increases strength. When you hit the point where you feel, I, I don't have any strength. I don't know the way out. I don't know how to get through this. To those who have no might, he increases strength. Verse uh, 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. When you wait on the Lord, that means you come to Him in expectation. You look to Him. It means you will renew your strength. You'll build up your strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That means you can run your race. That means you can walk on with Him and not faint, not grow weary, not fall down. 
We can be strong. We can be strong because He's our strength. He is the strength of our life. Look at Psalm 27, verse 1. In fact, right now, strength is being imparted to each of us. Through the Word, through the Spirit of God, strength. His words are strength to you. They're not just words off a page. You don't have to work it up. We, God is actually imparting strength to your heart, your spirit, right now through His Word and through His Spirit. We just receive it. That's how you, when you wait on the Lord, strength increases. This is, this is part of waiting on the Lord. You can do it at home, but we're in His presence right now. We're receiving strength right now. We're being built up right now. So we can run our race. Psalm 27, verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You could say, what shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? If the Lord is my light and and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Or of what shall I be afraid? If the Lord's my strength... I will not fear. I will not be pushed down. I will not be dismayed. I will be strengthened. I will be buoyed up and helped in Him. The last part of Psalm 27 then says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Notice it says, wait on the Lord. That means go to Him. Wait in faith. That doesn't mean just you're waiting around. That means you're, you're coming to Him. You're, you're receiving from Him. You're looking to His Word. It says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. What is courage? It means you face adversity with strength. It doesn't mean you're not tempted to fear. It means you are courageous about it, even though you feel something, even though you feel the pressure and fear tries to press in, you push through anyway, and with courage, you come in and face adversity. It says, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. So you you face the situation with courage, and it says here, he will strengthen you. So you have, you're in adversity, you're in pressure, but you, you determine you're going to wait on him, you're going to be of good courage, and then it says he's going to strengthen your heart. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to bring you up. You're going to receive strength as you look to him. You're going to have what you need to press through. And so regardless of what we see, or what we feel, we can go not in our own might, but in His strength. Look at Psalm 71, 16. We'll close with this. It says, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will, I just want to focus on the the first part of that. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. You may, in the middle of the fight... You can have thoughts that say, you're not going to make it. It's not going to work. You're, you're not going to go on with what God has said. And you, thoughts that say, I'm weak. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm built up. I don't feel like I can make it through. You can say, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. And this is something you may have to say. Something will tell you, you can't go. 
And you say, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I can't make it through tomorrow. I will make it through tomorrow in the strength of the Lord God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. You could say this any number of ways. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will go. No, you need to stay. I will go. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. You, you put it back in the face of the enemy and said, no, I'm going. Well, you can't go. Oh, yeah, I can. Not me, but I'm going in the strength of God. He is my God. And he said he would strengthen me. Just like Joshua. That God came and told him, Moses is dead. How would you like to hear that? The great leader. Now, he's dead. Now, you're on. But I'm going to strengthen you. And you're the one that's going to take the children through all the battles of Israel. You're going to take the children of Israel through all these battles. It's on you. And in Joshua had to hear God. God's telling him, but you be strong and courageous. And Joshua would have to say, all right, we're going. How are we going? We're going because God is with us. And if he be with us, who can be against us? We're going through. We're going over. God has already given us this and we're taking it. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Why don't you go ahead and stand to your feet? He's a faithful God. His strength is without end. Anytime you, you, run, in, you run out of your strength, that's okay. You just tap into His strength.